question three part one of summa theologica pars prima secunde on the last end and on human acts this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. summa theologica pars prima secunde on the last end and on human acts by saint thomas aquinas translated by the fathers of the english dominican province question three what is happiness in eight articles part one we have now to consider one what happiness is and two what things are required for it concerning the first there are eight points of inquiry one whether happiness is something uncreated two if it be something created whether it is an operation three whether it is an operation of the sensitive or only of the intellectual part four if it be an operation of the intellectual part whether it is an operation of the intellect or of the will five if it be an operation of the intellect whether it is an operation of the speculative or of the practical intellect six if it be an operation of the speculative intellect whether it consists in the consideration of speculative sciences seven whether it consists in the consideration of separate substances namely angels eight whether it consists in the sole contemplation of god seen in his essence first article one to two question three article one whether happiness is something uncreated objection one it would seem that happiness is something uncreated for boethius says consolation of philosophy three we must needs confess that god is happiness itself objection two further happiness is the supreme good but it belongs to god to be the supreme good since then there are not several supreme goods it seems that happiness is the same as god objection three further happiness is the last end to which man's will tends naturally but man's will should tend to nothing else as an end but to god who alone is to be enjoyed as augustine says on christian teaching one five and twenty two therefore happiness is the same as god on the contrary nothing made is uncreated but man's happiness is something made because according to augustine on christian teaching one and three those things are to be enjoyed which make us happy therefore happiness is not something uncreated i answer that as stated above question one article eight and question two article seven our end is twofold first there is the thing itself which we desire to attain 
thus for the miser the end is money secondly there is the attainment or possession the use or enjoyment of the thing desired thus we may say that the end of the miser is the possession of money and the end of the intemperate man is to enjoy something pleasurable in the first sense then man's last end is the uncreated good namely god who alone by his infinite goodness can perfectly satisfy man's will but in the second way man's last end is something created existing in him and this is nothing else than the attainment or enjoyment of the last end now the last end is called happiness if therefore we consider man's happiness in its cause or object then it is something uncreated but if we consider it as to the very essence of happiness then it is something created reply objection one god is happiness by his essence for he is happy not by acquisition or participation of something else but by his essence on the other hand men are happy as boethius says consolation of philosophy three by participation just as they are called gods by participation and this participation of happiness in respect of which man is said to be happy is something created reply objection to happiness is called man's supreme good because it is the attainment or enjoyment of the supreme good reply objection three happiness is said to be the last end in the same way as the attainment of the end is called the end second article one to two question three article two whether happiness is an operation objection one it would seem that happiness is not an operation for the apostle says romans chapter six verse twenty two you have your fruit unto sanctification and the end life everlasting but life is not an operation but the very being of living things therefore the last end which is happiness is not an operation objection to further boethius says consolation of philosophy three that happiness is a state made perfect by the aggregate of all good things but state does not indicate operation therefore happiness is not an operation objection three further happiness signifies something existing in the happy one since it is man's final perfection but the meaning of operation does not imply anything existing in the operator but rather something proceeding therefrom therefore happiness is not an operation objection for further happiness remains in the happy one now operation does not remain but passes therefore happiness is not an operation objection five further to one man there is one happiness but operations are many therefore happiness is not an operation objection six further 
happiness is in the happy one uninterruptedly but human operation is often interrupted for instance by sleep or some other occupation or by cessation therefore happiness is not an operation on the contrary the philosopher says ethics one and thirteen that happiness is an operation according to perfect virtue i answer that in so far as man's happiness is something created existing in him we must needs say that it is an operation for happiness is man's supreme perfection now each thing is perfect in so far as it is actual since potentiality without act is imperfect consequently happiness must consist in man's last act but it is evident that operation is the last act of the operator wherefore the philosopher calls it second act on the soul two and one because that which has a form can be potentially operating just as he who knows is potentially considering and hence it is that in other things too each one is said to be for its operation on the heavens two and three therefore man's happiness must of necessity consist in an operation reply objection one life is taken in two senses first for the very being of the living and thus happiness is not life since it has been shown question two article five that the being of a man no matter in what it may consist is not that man's happiness for of god alone is it true that his being is his happiness secondly life means the operation of the living by which operation the principle of life is made actual thus we speak of active and contemplative life or of a life of pleasure and in this sense eternal life is said to be the last end as is clear from john chapter seventeen verse three this is eternal life that they may know thee the only true god reply objection two boethius in defining happiness considered happiness in general for considered thus it is the perfect common good and he signified this by saying that happiness is a state made perfect by the aggregate of all good things thus implying that the state of a happy man consists in possessing the perfect good but aristotle expressed the very essence of happiness showing by what man is established in this state and that it is by some kind of operation and so it is that he proves happiness to be the perfect good ethics one and seven reply objection three as stated in metaphysics nine and seven action is twofold one proceeds from the agent into outward matter such as to burn and to cut and such an operation cannot be happiness for such an operation is an action and a perfection not of the agent but rather of the patient as is stated in the same passage the other is an action that remains in the agent such as to feel 
to understand and to will and such an action is a perfection and an act of the agent and such an operation can be happiness reply objection four since happiness signifies some final perfection according as various things capable of happiness can attain to various degrees of perfection so must there be various meanings applied to happiness for in god there is happiness essentially since his very being is his operation whereby he enjoys no other than himself in the happy angels the final perfection is in respect of some operation by which they are united to the uncreated good and this operation of theirs is one only and everlasting but in men according to their present state of life the final perfection is in respect of an operation whereby man is united to god but this operation neither can be continual nor consequently is it one only because operation is multiplied by being discontinued and for this reason in the present state of life perfect happiness cannot be attained by man wherefore the philosopher in placing man's happiness in this life ethics one and ten says that it is imperfect and after a long discussion concludes we call men happy but only as men but god has promised us perfect happiness when we shall be as the angels in heaven matthews chapter twenty two verse thirty consequently in regard to this perfect happiness the objection fails because in that state of happiness man's mind will be united to god by one continual everlasting operation but in the present life in as far as we fall short of the unity and continuity of that operation so do we fall short of perfect happiness nevertheless it is a participation of happiness and so much the greater as the operation can be more continuous and more one consequently the active life which is busy with many things has less of happiness than the contemplative life which is busied with one thing that is the contemplation of truth and if at any time man is not actually engaged in this operation yet since he can always easily turn to it and since he ordains the very cessation by sleeping or occupying himself otherwise to the aforesaid occupation the latter seems as it were continuous from these remarks the replies to objections five and six are evident third article one to two question three article three whether happiness is an operation of the sensitive part or of the intellective part only objection one it would seem that happiness consists in an operation of the senses also for there is no more excellent operation in man than that of the senses except the intellective operation but in us the intellective operation depends on the sensitive since we cannot understand without a phantasm 
on the soul three and seven therefore happiness consists in an operation of the senses also objection to further poetheus says consolation of philosophy three that happiness is a state made perfect by the aggregate of all good things but some goods are sensible which we attain by the operation of the senses therefore it seems that the operation of the senses is needed for happiness objection three further happiness is the perfect good as we find proved in ethics one and seven which would not be true were not man perfected thereby in all his parts but some parts of the soul are perfected by sensitive operations therefore sensitive operation is required for happiness on the contrary irrational animals have the sensitive operation in common with us but they have not happiness in common with us therefore happiness does not consist in a sensitive operation i answer that a thing may belong to happiness in three ways one essentially two antecedently three consequently now the operation of sense cannot belong to happiness essentially for man's happiness consists essentially in his being united to the uncreated good which is his last end as shown above article one to which man cannot be united by an operation of his senses again in like manner because as shown above question two article five man's happiness does not consist in goods of the body which goods alone however we attain through the operation of the senses nevertheless the operations of the senses can belong to happiness both antecedently and consequently antecedently in respect of imperfect happiness such as can be had in this life since the operation of the intellect demands a previous operation of the sense consequently in that perfect happiness which we await in heaven because at the resurrection from the very happiness of the soul as augustine says epistle to dioscorus the body and the bodily senses will receive a certain overflow so as to be perfected in their operations a point which will be explained further on when we treat of the resurrection supplement questions eighty two to eighty five but then the operation whereby man's mind is united to god will not depend on the senses reply objection one this objection proves that the operation of the senses is required antecedently for imperfect happiness such as can be had in this life reply objection to perfect happiness such as the angels have includes the aggregate of all good things by being united to the universal source of all good not that it requires each individual good 
but in this imperfect happiness we need the aggregate of those goods that suffice for the most perfect operation of this life reply objection three in perfect happiness the entire man is perfected in the lower part of his nature by an overflow from the higher but in the imperfect happiness of this life it is otherwise we advance from the perfection of the lower part to the perfection of the higher part fourth article one to two question three article four whether if happiness is in the intellective part it is an operation of the intellect or of the will objection one it would seem that happiness consists in an act of the will for augustine says the city of god nineteen ten and eleven that man's happiness consists in peace wherefore it is written psalms chapter one hundred forty seven verse three who hath placed peace in thy end Douay borders but peace pertains to the will therefore man's happiness is in the will objection two further happiness is the supreme good but good is the object of the will therefore happiness consists in an operation of the will objection three further the last end corresponds to the first mover thus the last end of the whole army is victory which is the end of the general who moves all the men but the first mover in regard to operations is the will because it moves the other powers as we shall state further on question nine articles one and three therefore happiness regards the will objection four further if happiness be an operation it must needs be man's most excellent operation but the love of god which is an act of the will is a more excellent operation than knowledge which is an operation of the intellect as the apostle declares first corinthians chapter thirteen therefore it seems that happiness consists in an act of the will objection five further augustine says on the trinity thirteen and five that happy is he who has whatever he desires and desires nothing amiss and a little further on six he adds he is most happy who desires well whatever he desires for good things make a man happy and such a man already possesses some good that is a good will therefore happiness consists in an act of the will on the contrary our lord said john chapter seventeen verse three this is eternal life that they may know thee the only true god now eternal life is the last end as stated above article two to one therefore man's happiness consists in the knowledge of god which is an act of the intellect i answer that as stated above question two article six two things are needed for happiness one which is the essence of happiness 
the other that is as it were its proper accident that is the delight connected with it i say then that as to the very essence of happiness it is impossible for it to consist in an act of the will for it is evident from what has been said articles one and two and question two article seven that happiness is the attainment of the last end but the attainment of the end does not consist in the very act of the will for the will is directed to the end both absent when it desires it and present when it is delighted by resting therein now it is evident that the desire itself of the end is not the attainment of the end but is a movement towards the end while delight comes to the will from the end being present and not conversely is a thing made present by the fact that the will delights in it therefore that the end be present to him who desires it must be due to something else than an act of the will this is evidently the case in regard to sensible ends for if the acquisition of money were through an act of the will the covetous man would have it from the very moment that he wished for it but at the moment it is far from him and he attains it by grasping it in his hand or in some like manner and then he delights in the money got and so it is with an intelligible end for at first we desire to attain an intelligible end we attain it through its being made present to us by an act of the intellect and then the delighted will rests in the end when attained so therefore the essence of happiness consists in an act of the intellect but the delight that results from happiness pertains to the will in this sense augustine says confessions ten and twenty three that happiness is joy in truth because to wit joy itself is the consummation of happiness reply objection one peace pertains to man's last end not as though it were the very essence of happiness but because it is antecedent and consequent thereto antecedent in so far as all those things are removed which disturb and hinder man in attaining the last end consequent inasmuch as when man has attained his last end he remains at peace his desire being at rest reply objection to the will's first object is not its act just as neither is the first object of the sight vision but a visible thing wherefore from the very fact that happiness belongs to the will as the will's first object it follows that it does not belong to it as its act reply objection three the intellect apprehends the end before the will does yet motion towards the end begins in the will and therefore to the will belongs that which last of all follows the attainment of the end namely delight or enjoyment reply objection four love ranks above knowledge in moving 
but knowledge precedes love in attaining for naught is loved save what is known as augustine says on the trinity ten and one consequently we first attain an intelligible end by an act of the intellect just as we first attain a sensible end by an act of sense reply objection five he who has whatever he desires is happy because he has what he desires and this indeed is by something other than the act of his will but to desire nothing amiss is needed for happiness as a necessary disposition thereto and a good will is reckoned among the good things which make a man happy forasmuch as it is an inclination of the will just as a movement is reduced to the genus of its terminus for instance alteration to the genus quality end of question three part one recording by shena sayre fresno california